0: Welcome to the Doubt Every Thought Podcast, showing you the simple way of returning to God through forgiveness, knowing thyself, and doubting every thought. If you've been looking for peace in life and want to be a part of the revival, you've come to the right spot. So sit back, relax, and return to God. And we are live. Welcome to the Doubt Every Thought Podcast. It's 2021, guys. How's everything going? This is episode number 53. It's going to be a short one and it's called the story of the farmer or the parable of the farmer. My name's Jacob, I'm so glad you made it. I know it's been a while since our last podcast. Many things have been going on, all is well in my life. I hope it is for you too. I'm gonna keep this one short. The story and the farmer and the parable, I heard this many, many years ago and it's something I wanted to share with you as we enter into this new realm of possibilities with the virus, the corona, the chakras, all that jazz. So just sit back, relax, guys. You're gonna see what this is all about, and just hang on. Okay, so the story of the farmer. You're wondering what this is all about, don't you? I know I am too, just starting to record this one, first episode, 2021. I just wanted to share a short story with you. It is called the story of the farmer or the parable of the farmer. And it's quick. It's easy. It's something that I think has a lot of insight that if you're paying attention and you're listening and you reflect upon what I'm saying, you'll actually really relate to it. So I'll just get started. You'll understand why I'm talking about it on this podcast about forgiveness, knowing thyself, doubting every thought. and Let's just get this going. There's a small village remote destination, far, far away from standard civilization. And it's a small community, maybe a few thousand people live there. That's a little big. And on this community on the outskirts, there's a farmer among farmers, a good man. He's young, he's calm, he's collected. And one day he has a wife, a beautiful, beautiful, calm, loving wife and all the community comes out for the wedding they're just getting married that day and they all come up to him and of course what do they say what a fortunate man that you are how lucky you are to be able to find such a person like this man i wish i had a wife like you gosh what's it like to be such a great farmer with such a great wife and as a response to this question what do the farmers say well he said, maybe. And of course, the villagers, the community there, they all shrugged it off. They just accepted it as it is and went on their merry way. Oh, this silly farmer. He doesn't know what he has. Fast forward nine months, 12 months later, his wife is pregnant. Isn't that wonderful? And during childbirth, you know, it was a laborious one. It was hard. It was challenging. And unfortunately, she passed away. Fortunately, the son was born. And of course, the community comes out again. And what do they say? Well, they say, Mr. Farmer, this is horrible. This is so sad. This is just, I can't imagine being you. You must feel just so sad. The world is just against you. The beautiful, loving wife you had in your life. She's gone. You're desolate. You must be destroyed. You know, as the farmer looking over this event, seeing his son in his hands, his wife, no longer there, looks at the whole community, the people telling him this, and he says stoically, not with a smile, not with a frown, but he says very calmly, maybe. You know, of course, all the villagers go their separate ways, they're trying to do their own lives, and they look back on this farmer, and they wonder, what's wrong with this guy? Why is it maybe? Of course he should be sad, of course he should be disheveled, he should be destroyed, his wife is gone. You know, fast forward, moving forward maybe a few months from then, the prince comes out to the village. He looks around and he talks to the villagers, and all the villagers say, man, this man, he lost his wife. It's just him and his son on the farm now. And of course this prince goes out to him and looks at him and gifts him a couple horses to say, look, my friend, I know you've been through this hard time. But use these horses to be able to help yourself and pull yourself out of ruin. And of course, after the prince leaves, what does everyone do? Well, they come over and say, Mr. Farmer, Mr. Farmer, wow, you are so fortunate. You are so blessed. The prince has given you horses. He's given you this wealth upon wealth beyond imagination. You must be so excited. What a fortunate life that you have. You must be so passionate. Man, I wish I was you. And, of course, the farmer looking at the beautiful horses that was given to him, his son, the farmland he's been gifted by God. And he replies to all the villagers, maybe. And, of course, the villagers look at him and they say, what a silly old fellow. He doesn't know what he has. And so they go their merry way. Fast forward a few years, maybe a decade or two, the son being 16 years old, they're still plowing the fields with the horses. What a fortunate life they're living. And one day, one of the horses kicks the son in the leg, breaks it, just cracks it. What a horrible pain for the son. And all the villagers rush out. And of course, what do they say? You can say it with me, guys. This is horrible. This is amazingly horrible for you. I can't believe this pain has become upon your son. How unfortunate for you. You must be in so much pain to see your son thriving in pain that now you have no more workers on your field. You have these horses. It must be like you're cursed or something, my friend. Of course, the farmer looks at his son who's in pain. He understands. He's a father. He knows what it's like to go through that. He looks at the horses who are just doing their job, looks at the farm, looks back at the villagers, and he says, maybe. Just then the next day, The prince returns again to shower him with gold? Of course not. He's conscripting for the army. He needs warriors to fight his war on his behalf. And all the villagers' sons are taken, except for one. And of course, it's the farmer's son. He can't be going to war with a broken leg. And all the other sons leave, and they perish in this war. And all the villagers look to the farmer, and they say to him, My God, you're so fortunate to have your son. You must be so blessed and thankful that he had that broken leg. And you know, the farmer, he has a smile. You know, by this time, I think we all know he has that true wisdom that we all wish we had. And what does he say back to them? Maybe. It only takes maybe a few more months, maybe a year or two. And his son's preparing a dish and unknowingly includes an ingredient that the farmer is allergic to. And while they're eating the food, the son realizes that the farmer looks sick. He looks ill. And he begins to realize, oh my gosh, my father's been poisoned. And as he lays on his deathbed, all the villagers come out. And they look at him and say, my God, how unfortunate that your son is so forgetful. That your son is so lazy to know that you were just so allergic to the substance that it's going to kill you. There's nothing that can happen. And of course, the farmer, although he was in pain, he looks around at everyone, even his son. And as he breathes in the last few breaths, he finally says his last words. It's actually one word, and it's maybe. And I want you to reflect on this type of story. It's something that I've heard, I believe Alan Watts I saw it on YouTube maybe a few years ago. It reminds me of stoicism. The practice of always watching. Not reacting to life. And as we go through our own challenges in our lives. Realize that most of the pain that we go through. Is due to our reaction. It's due to how we interpret the events that are happening around us. And if you take a short step back. That interpretation is not actually you interpreting it. It's the temptation of thoughts that come to you to tell you, Oh my gosh, you've been let go from your job. You should feel horrible. And guess what you do? You just agree to it. You say, I agree. I should feel bad. And then your body feels the pain. You then feel it more and more. You feel guilt, sadness, depression, anxiety. Sometimes too, when things are going very well, your thoughts will try to tell you, man, how fortunate are you? Look at all these things that are happening in your life. And if in that moment you acknowledge it and say, yes, I agree. And then you feel good. You feel raised up. You feel powerful. You begin to be defined by external circumstances, by the things around you. And over time, if you allow this to happen in your life, That definition of those things happening in your life will define you. And you're no longer connected to the source. You've been disconnected, and you fall into your body. There's a common Christian saying, I believe it goes, you may be of this world, but not from this world. And the story of the farmer, the story of maybe, is how you should approach all the challenges in your life. All the challenges in your life, my apologies how you should approach the news, people around you. Have patience, observe, don't react because you actually don't know if something is good or bad for you. Remember, go back to the garden. What was the original sin? No, it wasn't watching pornography, although that was pretty bad. It was eating the fruit, the tree of knowledge, the idea that you know what good is and what bad is, what right is and what wrong is. That's all this parable is about. How the villagers, which are the thoughts in your head, will always tell you that they know what is good, what is bad. The horse breaks his leg, that's bad. The next day, the prince comes and takes away all the other sons. Oh, you're so fortunate, that's good. Your wife dies, that's bad. The prince gives you a horse, that's good. Maybe. The key thing in life is that you don't know what is good or bad. You may think you do. You know, a lot of people will use extreme examples, but really apply this in your own life. The challenges that you've gone through, the challenges that you have faced, they become exacerbated. And the joys have become ostentatious inside yourself, that you disappear from the present moment, and that you're living in regret, You're living in anxiety, or you're living in a fantasy and not in reality. And I recommend that you have that approach like a stoic, like the farmer, like any good man or good woman. Well, I know there's no such thing as a good man or woman, but I think you get the idea. So understand this parable. Listen to it again. See how this farmer, he has patience. He has calmness. His perseverance, he observes, he doesn't react. And look at your own life and reflect upon this. Because as you grow, as you learn more, as you become more and more of a son or daughter of God, these are the things you're going to be able to see in your own life that you're going to know for yourself. And knowing for yourself is such an important thing as the world seems to begin to accelerate in its own activities. Because if you can be defined from within to the without, instead of from the without to the within, you'll be amazed at how peaceful and calm this world actually is. And how you'll no longer be in that fallen state. That you can actually be in the presence of God as you sit quietly. God is all around us. It's in that present moment. Satan, or as the Muslims say, Shaitan, he's the tempter. He'll tempt you into the future, trying to tell you about good things or bad things. He'll tempt you into the past, make you relive your mistakes or your old glories. I know that's been my case. And as you begin to grow into the light and be light, as my friend Richard says, you really begin to understand that the whole purpose of life is to live. Not to live in fantasy, but to live with God. And it's completely possible to return to that Garden of Eden. It's just that we tend to forget that the Garden is within. And just like the whole idea of having that mustard seed being the foundation to grow into, you may start with nothing. You may start with being feeble and alone. But you're not. Right now in this present moment, as you've chosen to listen to this, God is within you right now in this moment. And he's always been there. And if you don't believe that, that's totally fine. I wish you well. The goal isn't to convert people. It's to be an example upon the world and to have peace in your life and to actually allow God to live through you into this realm. And so that's all I have for you guys. That's all I have today for you guys. It's, it's a great story to always remember. Don't get caught up in this world. You're a son and daughter of God. Act like it. <laughs> And as I always say, you should know for yourself. You know, don't listen to me and follow what I tell you. Don't follow other people only. Use them as inspiration. They can point you back to God because God is within you. That's the key thing. Even if you struggle in the first moment, the second moment, the third moment, even if it takes a year or two, if you learn to trust your intuition, don't take huge gambits and risks, but you'll begin to actually be able to trust yourself And in a way, you're not really trusting yourself. You're just letting go of trusting the rest of the world. And that's all I had, guys. So have a wonderful day. Reflect upon this story. Go look up Alan Watts and the story of the farmer, the parable of the farmer. And in your own lives, whenever you feel that temptation to react, to judge, to believe you know what is right and wrong, just have patience, have calmness, and always remember to say, maybe. Until next time, guys, have a wonderful day. And of course, God be with you. Take care.